0: On the Crosstalk on WIZM, I'm Mike Hayes. I want to talk about the Trust Act, which uh, our Congressman Ron Kind has co-sponsored, and what impact it might have on Social Security. Our guest on the Crosstalk this morning is uh, Max uh, Richmond, who is the president and CEO of the National Committee to Preserve Social Security and Medicare. Max, thanks for talking with us. I thought Al Gore put Social Security money in a lockbox and threw away the key. Is that not the case anymore?
1: Well, there was a lot of talk, remember, during the 2000 campaign uh, and, uh, of uh, putting the Social Security money in a lockbox. It is, in fact, protected um, uh, under current law. Uh, cannot be used uh, for any purpose under current law uh, other than providing benefits to retirees and, and survivors and spouses uh, and the disabled. Uh, the problem we're looking at now is a way to circumvent that current status
0: and and
1: allow um, those who would uh, decide to cut the social security program and no, another avenue for doing it by expediting uh, the process circumventing uh, the uh, normal procedures the normal process for getting legislation through the congress and and that is the, the trust act we've got a uh, serious uh, problem with uh, that legislation, and uh, I'm hoping it doesn't go anywhere. But it it's it gathered quite a bit of support. <clears throat> uh, Senator Romney has introduced a companion uh, in uh, the U.S. Senate, so uh, you know that it is protected now. Uh, you know, I think referring to as a lockbox uh, distracted a lot of uh citizens and a lot of voters and it was a subject if you remember of quite a bit of humor uh um, when it came from out of Al Gore's campaign but we need to uh, make sure that the process is that is currently under this under law right now really sacrosanct and and that if any changes happen to social security it should be done by having maximum input by uh, uh, all interested parties, that would include the National Committee to Preserve Social Security and Medicare, and and we strongly oppose and and have let uh, the co-sponsors, including uh, Congressman Kind, who by the way has been very good in the in the past and in the, all the years he has served in the House on Social Security. I've met with him, and I hope he'll reconsider uh, his support for this new. Uh, process for uh, making any changes to the social Security law.
0: All right, so, so HR 4907 would create rescue committees uh, uh, that would draft legislation to address the solvency of the federal trust funds and uh, uh, including Social Security and Medicare. What in essence, what does that mean to those who currently receive Social Security and Medicare or those on the edge of uh, getting ready to retire or of age? To receive those funds,
1: right? Well, it could mean dramatic cuts in in Social Security um, in, in the future if this uh, legislation becomes law. Uh, the legislation does not specify how solvency would be achieved, and that, therefore it opens up Social Security and Medicare Medicare Part A trust fund to whatever uh, broad array of across the board cuts that these rescue committees. Uh, may choose to offer. And and the bill fails to require the committees of the jurisdiction, the House Ways and Means Committee, uh, and the, and the uh, U.S. House, and the Finance Committee, in the Senate, to consider uh, the importance of benefit adequacy. We're not talking just about dollars and cents. We're talking about are the benefits adequate, given the growing number of working and middle class Americans who, as you just pointed out, depend on Social Security for all. Most of their income in retirement. Same, same with uh, with the Medicare program. So this this is a process I think will uh, uh, bypass the committees of jurisdiction and allow them to uh, go through the regular order, the regular rules that have applied for 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 many many decades. So in my mind, and in the mind of I think a lot of uh, constituents out there and around the country that. Uh, care about Social Security. Uh, this, I call it a maneuver. Uh, this bill is designed to fast-track consideration of, of uh, Social Security and Medicare legislation, uh, circumvent a deliberate, regular process, limit the participation of stakeholders such as uh, the Committee to Preserve Social Security and Medicare and other advocates in this debate. And in the way I look at it, uh, this is uh, uh, a way for uh, members of Congress to to uh, hide, if you will, uh, what they're uh, supporting beyond, behind this trust fund. Yes, they'll have to they'll have to be votes, but it will be limited in scope and and limited in the participation of those people and those interest groups that uh, care about Social Security. and And I, I'm just hoping. Uh, uh, People that are listening to your show, and they need to know what, what this is all about.
0: Uh, Max, anybody that is listening right now that would like to read more about it and maybe get involved with uh, their signature or uh, their voice, where do they go?
1: Well I, I would uh, direct them to our website. It's got all of the letters that we have sent. We've sent letters to all members of Congress um, um, outlining the problems with this proposal. The website is uh, ncpssm.org, or we have a toll free number if uh, people would like to get information. It's easy to remember 1 800 966 1935, the year Social Security became law.
0: 966 1935, or ncpss.org. Did I get that right? That's correct. All right, good deal. Uh, Max, thank you very much, uh, Max Richmond, who's the president and CEO of the National Committee to Preserve Social Security and Medicare. And the older you get, the more you want that preserved, right? Because although you've been told for years not to rely solely on Medicare to support you after you retire, it, uh, it will be a lot more painful if those benefits get smaller and smaller over the years. All right. On the Crosstalk, we'll be right back.